0: That's greenlight.com slash acast. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care.
1: Hey, how are you going? Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you've uh, downloaded this show before, thanks heaps. Thanks to everybody that did get in touch and um, have a few words of uh, appreciation for the Josh Zipps podcast. So I'm recording this live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Osher I've been back home after being in Melbourne in lockdown for a couple of weeks. And so I have not been streaming daily as I was when I was in Melbourne, but um, let's just say a few things arrived from eBay and uh, trying to build the um, streaming rig here in the house so I can get some more streaming up because I really enjoy it. And I really enjoy the interaction that I have with people and um, I'm really grateful for it. So um, thanks, everybody, who has popped in on the stream when I'm there either when I'm riding my bike or I'm just here having a chat. I really appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, twitch.tv slash Osher It's free to set up an account. Just follow me on there and it'll tell you when I'm live and you can pop in and say, hey, and we can have a conversation, which I, I really do enjoy. I really enjoy. Thank you very much to everybody that did get in touch about Monday's podcast with Josh Zepps. I just love seeing where you listen to the show. So you can email me, email at gmail.com. That is my email address. And also thanks heaps for everyone who had lovely words to say about the Masked Singer finale, which was super duper fun. Actually got a couple of emails about that. And in fact, a question uh, from uh, Beck, who is sending a, a fantastic picture of walking the baby through the Sunshine Coast hinterland. Your podcast was a bright spot in my life as I made my way back to reality after postpartum depression. Oh boy, I'm glad to have you back. Love the podcast. Have a question about Masked Singer. What magic made you on set in Melbourne while in Sydney. There were tiny flickers, um, but it was such good quality as if you weren't really there. Right. That's a technology called Chroma Key. Uh, It's a technology called Chroma Key, which is, if you've ever seen like behind the scenes footage of any science fiction film or Lord of the Rings or anything, you'll see there's someone dressed like a wizard or a space person or a monster or whatever, and a big green screen behind them. So what That screen is one solid color. So with uh, very clever lighting, what you're able to do is um, change that green screen out for something else. Okay, so a lot of people on Twitch stream with green screens. Um, I've tried to over the last couple of days. The green screen can be any color really. It could be a blue screen, a green screen, a magenta screen. It's usually something that's not a common color. So um, I'm wearing a, a shirt that has green in it right now. So this wouldn't work. So it's supposed to be like a colour that isn't in anybody's costume or whatever. Like, for example, Beck, the original suit I was going to wear for the Masked Singer Grand Finale was bright green with a bright green mask that Tim Chappell had made for me. But I couldn't wear it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's that, that's just how it was. That's why I was wearing the gold suit. And Beck, super insider information, that gold suit was from episode two of season one but it was in the cupboard at Channel 10 because we needed to change suits very quickly and it just happened to still fit. Thank you very much, Shane, who sent an email in with a picture of where he's listening. Send us your email at gmail.com. This is amazing, Shane, because Shane is uh, making the kids' lunches in the morning, listening to Josh Zepps while baking up some biscuits for the kids' lunchbox, and I managed to cut the butter to exactly the right weight. So I needed 125 grams of butter, and with one slice, Shane has made it happen are amazing. I'm thrilled. It's little things like that that make life worth living, Shane. Fantastic work. Another email. Great picture here. Sarah in Bermagui has sent a picture of what it looks like a, like a tunnel of trees on the way to the beach or away from the beach or, or something. Thanks each to the episode with Hugh Van Quielenberg inspired me to get back to my daily gratitude journal. Massive. Thank you. And uh, very much enjoying the... I went for a two-hour walk enjoying the episode with Josh Sepps. Been a fan of his for a while and I'll now... Uh, listen to his podcast, Uncomfortable Conversations. Ripper, thank you so much for listening to Josh. That should really dig it. And this, uh, this one came in from Ash. Um, hope you and the family are okay. Pick up my view in Benalla in northeast Victoria, listening to episode 215 with James Matheson. 33 more episodes, and I'll listen to every single show at least once. Making sure I get some exercise every day by walking around our beautiful lake. Thanks for the show. Helps in a whole bunch of ways. Ash, you legend. Thank you. That is awesome.
0: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: So, to check in with you, uh, you're about to hear me talk about my mental illness or mental health, Um, so strap in. If you have no idea who I am, my name's Osher. I'm a TV host and an author and a stepdad and a dad and a bicycle rider and a plant eater and a kettlebell swinger and a, what else do I do? Badly play that guitar from Sydney. And um, over the years, I've had various experiences with mental health, mental ill health and mental illness. I've had episodes of mental illness that have gotten so severe, they manifested as uh, episodes of psychosis um, that showed up as paranoid delusions. And I've been all the way to there and all the way to better. And at the moment, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm not going to lie, I was struggling. It's been a a big five weeks of of being down in Melbourne, making Masked Singer and then being in lockdown as a close contact of someone who was positive with COVID-19. And um, if you know anything about my story, I really kind of fell off the edge of the earth when I started having extreme panic and then up into paranoid delusions about climate anxiety that got so bad, I started to see things and you know see things weren't there. It's not to say that like I'm a whole lot better now. Jesus, I'm so much better now. I'm back on meds. I'm back on SSRIs, but I'm not on the antipsychotics like I was. But it's not to say it's gone. I don't think these things ever go. They're still with you, and um, it's been tough the last couple of days because I'm in Sydney, and I love a summer's day as much as the next person. I love a 30 degree day. I prefer it when my 30 degree days are in summertime. It's the middle of September. And I'm not going to lie. I struggle when the evidence of global warming and the urgent need for immediate climate action surrounds my body, and I can feel it on my skin. It's it's hard. Okay, it's not what it used to be. I used to want to run away and and hide, and but where am I going to hide? You know, there's nowhere on the planet to hide. So it used to be really really horrible. It's still tough. You know, it's still it's still hard. And the worst thing about it is it takes me away from the moment. You know. And and the smallest thing can do it. Okay, and I've talked about this before. And that it got so bad at one point that even the you know, when you rent a car and it says climate control in the middle of the air conditioning system and all that, the word climate was enough to make me panic and fear and want to shit my pants and was awful. It's not that bad, but. um, the other night I was watching, we were on a Zoom. We, Me and some of the crew from Masked Singer, Jackie and Ursula and, and Danny and Audrey and I, we all watch the show together and we watch Bachelor together on a Zoom call. And one of the girls mentioned, oh, it was 29 degrees today. And just I just, I was gone from the moment. There was this beautiful moment that we're all hanging out together. I'm here with Audrey. We're eating a lovely meal and I'm just in another room. I'm in another world. I'm not going I'm, to no longer smell the burger that I'm eating. I'm not going to no longer feel my wife's presence next to me and it sucked. And so today I was like, well, what the what the fuck's been going on? Why am I back here again? And um so I've got a chin-up bar in the back of my house. And uh I haven't touched it in five weeks. Now when I touched it last, I'm mean, bear in mind I'm working way, I'm 46 years old and I'm working way back from shoulder dislocations. Okay. So I could get about six reps out in one go. And then I just do negatives to make up to a set of 10. But I haven't touched it in five weeks. And I could only bang out three reps. Like anything, if you don't ride your bike your cardiovascular fitness and your cycling fitness will drop quite precipitously. If you don't ride your bike for two weeks, you go on holidays or whatever, you come back, you get on your bicycle and you try and you know ride with the same crew of people, you'll get dropped because your body's just like, stuff this, man. I forgot how to do this days ago. Similarly, like if you don't go to the gym for a while and you go to pick up the 25s or well, the 30s or however strong you are, you're like, oh, I might just try the 15s today because you kind of detrained a little bit. And the same thing was happening in my head. I cracked open my journal this morning to go, man, I've got to write this stuff down. I've got to get all my fears down on paper. I hadn't done it in 13 days. And I know that that's a part of my self-care and mental health routine that I need to maintain mental fitness, okay? I can't expect to stay physically fit if I don't train all the time. I can't expect to stay mentally fit if I don't do this work every day. And that was just so evident to me. It was just so evident to me. So I got in there, and as uncomfortable as it was, I I wrote down all the things. I wrote down all the fears, did all the CBT stuff. You can Google CBT, but it's not cock and ball torture, okay? It's cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> um, so I did all the CBT stuff, and I did um, uh, some step work. If you know, you know what I'm talking about. And I have to get back on top of that, all right, because – and it's a funny metaphor, I know. I, mean, I used it on You U OK? Day last week. Trying to do anything about it just by myself is like trying to hold back the high tide with a rake. It's pointless, utterly pointless to feel awful when I might feel the sun on my skin. All right, It just sucks me out of the moment, this exact beautiful moment that I'm experiencing with my family. Like yesterday, we were down the beach and I had my son, Wolfgang. Um, we've got two kids and I had a little baby. He's like 13 months old. I had him on my shoulders and we walked down to the water and I was just so overwhelmed with, you know, visions of like sea level rise and all kinds of shit. And I'm like, fuck this, man. I'm trying to enjoy a day at the beach with my kid. And I'm like, I've got to sort this out. I've got to get back on the game. Got to get back on the program, you know. And this might be a bit heavy for you if you have lost a kid so I'll just let you know that right now but I I started to try and think about you know because every time I look at this kid I'm like what am I doing you know what I've seen the projections what world are you going to have when you're 20 what world are you going to have when you're my age and I thought about like we've never experienced this before as as a society as, as a you know collective crew of humanity we've never experienced anything like this a massive existential crisis that we all have to face within the course of a human lifetime right But there is definitely learning and knowledge on how to deal with something like this. My current running theory, I've yet to kind of get to the bottom of it, but I'm I'm guessing that the most amount of learning and ways that people know how to cope with this kind of thing is to imagine it like if your child was diagnosed with a terminal illness, if you got told, yeah, your kid's not going to live till 21, It's not like you'd be like, okay, see ya, buddy. (laughs) You wouldn't run away. You would, as horrible and tragic and awful as it would be, you would do everything you fucking could every single day to try to make it better at the same time as do everything you fucking could to enjoy every single moment with this child. You would try as hard as you could to make it okay for them. And most of all, as awful as it might be, you would just have to trust that you could cope when they were gone. And so that's kind of how I'm trying to look at it today. If that makes sense. Sorry if it's a bit of a downer, (laughs) but I've been real on this podcast with you since it started. I've been real on this show with you since day one and it, would be inauthentic for me to not speak with you like that today. Thanks heaps for being here. There's heaps of people watching. I'm recording this on Twitch, by the way. So there's heaps of people watching on Twitch. There's like 700 people watching this right now. I'm really grateful that you're all here. I think we'll, we'll all be okay because we're all here together. I think that's the thing that I, the illness part of my mental illness tries to trick me to believe that I'm the only one thinking about this or, you know, that you're the only one that is experiencing this. But the truth of the matter is that you're not alone. And there's heaps of people who experience this. And much like a sneeze or a cough, it's a similar symptom to a trigger point. All right. And, you know, I definitely felt that when it came to getting sober. I'm like, You know, I thought I was some special snowflake, but no, I'm just like a bog standard alcoholic like every other fucker. (laughs) And so thankfully, though, there's some some pretty good solutions out there. So anyway, thanks heaps for joining me. I'm really grateful that you're here today. If you need help, go and get help. It's worth getting help and it's worth working on it. On Monday's show, I'm having as my guest Taria Pitt, who is an extraordinary human being. An extraordinary human being in a uh, ultramarathon adventure race up in the Kimberleys. She was caught in a fire with burns to a huge amount of her body. And she lives with, you, you know it when you see her. You're like, you've been caught in a horrible fire. And she's an extraordinary human being unbelievable human being. And I can't wait for you to hear the episode. It's absolutely brilliant. She is just a ray of light, just incredible. She is like a Care Bear and a tubby riding on the back of My Little Pony jumping over a rainbow. That's what it's like to speak with her. She is just fantastic. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait for you to hear that show on Monday. So I've got a jet. If you're here on Twitch, you can follow me on Discord for any updates. If not, uh, subscribe to the podcast and tell a mate about it. And um, until I speak to you on Monday on the podcast, or until I see you tomorrow on the, uh, the bicycle here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Osher sleep well and dream of beautiful things.